Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter. Um, my name is Shaylee, we have Josue, as known as House, we have Matthew, and then we have Kat. And today we're gonna take like a little pause on the series because last uh, couple weeks we were, um, we were uploading series, and next week we're gonna upload a series, but this podcast today, we're gonna talk about Unfiltered. And the reason why we wanna talk about it is because Um, coming to church, we see our Christian friends, right? We were sometimes influenced by them. Sometimes we look up to them and we're like, wow, they honestly live a holy life. They live um, an easy life. The Christian life is easy. Or even in the in the world, people think that, oh, I'm not I'm not worthy enough to be Christian or I'm not worthy enough to um, to follow God. But honestly, we're all in the same boat, guys. We all struggle. It's not just like we we show up to church and yeah we feel the holy spirit yeah we're we're uh filling ourselves i mean god is filling us with the holy spirit but it's it's not always like that 24 7 all of us have temptations all of us fall all of us will sin literally every day if you say that you're not a sinner it's false canceled bye-bye because we all sin every maybe every second of every day but we sin every day certainly for 100 but i wanted to pull a verse in 1 Corinthians 10:13 if you guys want to open it up with me but it is it says no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face all you need to remember is that God will never let you down he'll never let you be pushed past your limit he'll always be there to help you come through it and the reason why i like this verse as the beginning for the intro is because it literally says that no test or temptation that comes your way so it's saying that test and temptation is going to come your way be being a follower of christ um is always going you're always going to have temptations you're always going to fall and but it says that um even these things nothing is going to um the course of what others have had to face all you need to remember is that god will never let you down at that point where it's just like even though you you um there's temptation even though there's testings throughout your day god will never let you down and then it continues on with the verse that says he'll never let you be pushed past your limit he'll always be there to help you come through it so you see here that in this verse at the end it says that god is always there for us so yeah We tempt, we get tempted, and we fall, but God is always there to pick us up. I don't know if anyone wants to, yeah. <clears throat> I, I love how you were explaining everything about it, and it's super important to understand that um, there's a Bible verse that says that there's nothing new under the sun, and that means that every temptation that we may be going through or anything that, um, you know, looks pleasing to us but unpleasing to the Lord is something that, you know, God sees and he's like, it's okay. Like, I know you're suffering through this, but I'm going to walk you through um, every single step and, and guide you through it. Um, but this is like the, the whole point of us figuring out how to how to not be like these, uh, how do you say it? How do you, what's like the opposite of unfiltered? Oh, no, like how to not be unfiltered. <laughs> how to not be like unfiltered, but to know truly be yourself. Like fake. 
Yeah, like not be fake, right? And while walking with Christ. Um, but the most important thing that we should always think about is like where the root comes from, where the root comes from. And uh, temptation, we see it all over the Bible. Even Jesus himself got tempted. Um, we see that the first people that ever got tempted was Adam and Eve. And because of this, now, you know, we all struggle with something. <laughs> and um, I'm going to read to you guys Romans 5.12. And it says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all people, no one being able to stop it or escape its its power because they all sinned. So um, if we if we come together and we think about sin itself, we all, I cannot sit here and tell you what your sin is, but I can, you know, think to myself, and be like, okay, this is my sin. This is where I struggle with. This is, if something comes my way, this is my temptation. So we should always recognize what is our temptation because many of the times we might be tempted and we don't even know it. Uh, many of the times our temptation can have already become a habit in our lives and we think like, oh yeah, this is normal. I already do it, but ding, ding, ding. What if it's something that is actually a temptation of yours? And this is why it's very important to ask the Lord to always reveal it to us. But we always have to remember that the enemy, just like uh, the Lord king of kings our god knows our our temptations guess who else also knows it the enemy right and the bible says that he is like a roaring lion ready to like prounce ready to devour right and if he knows our struggles our temptations well guess what he's gonna come and attack that same that same temptation that you know we think um, we can hide or keep in the dark when actually you can't right but there are three things that I would uh, love to like share with you guys because it's something that will help us uh, get to the root of our of our temptation. And the first one being uh, transgression, and that is when a limit is broken. You know, for example, when I think about a limit that is broken, I think about Solomon. Um, Solomon, they told him three things, right? Not to drink wine, not to cut his hair, and not Samson. to go. What did I say, Solomon? Solomon yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Samson. Right, yeah. They told him those three things. Don't go near dead animals, don't drink wine, and don't cut your hair. My bad, guys. Um, those three things you're not allowed to do. But once he got past, he, he broke those limits, right? And once he broke those limits, guess what? The power of the Lord separated from him. And that's what temptation that's what sin does it separates us from god it's like a it's like a spiritual separation when we're like dead and that's the thing that we don't want to get to and then we have to understand that once we're tempted um our sin just starts like overplaying it's like a repeat button like you just get stuck there and you start practicing it and you don't do it just once you just do it every single day right and then the third one being is iniquity where you just remain in your sin like you just sit there you do on like this big puddle of sin and you just don't want to get up there because it feels so nice right so we can all sit here and think about all of our temptations but we should think like um even though we are not perfect we should always every single day of our lives try to reach the the stature of the perfect man which is jesus christ and you know the more closer we get to christ the more closer we get to god um, we get revealed of our temptations because again we we really don't know where what they are because of maybe how used to we are from them for them mm -hmm. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I don't know if you like what I'm gonna talk. Um, yeah, I agree. Like um, that, even though like we are tempted, like we have to like try to reset like stature of being perfect. Um, but also like at, at certain times, it's kind of like when we sin, it's just like oh my gosh, I'm like the most terrible like human being, I'm the most terrible Christian. Like God probably doesn't love me anymore, right? But then we forget that like we're not the only ones like going through it. You know, it's it's easy to forget that every single person that we see in church <laughs> or anywhere is in sin, right? Yeah. In, in some sort of way, we all sin every single day. And um, I, I had like, 
like in the Bible as well. Like we see people who are like men of God. They're like like so amazing. And but even they had like struggles, right? Like for example, like an example that like probably everybody knows is David Bathsheba, yeah. right? David was like this like man of God. You know, he was like a warrior. You know, um, he was a king. He had a heart conformed to God. And even though all these things, he still committed adultery, which is not just like any other sin, you know. Like even in Leviticus, um, it says that like the crime, like the price to pay for adultery was death. And, you know, David did that. And he even killed the person that was married to the woman he slept with. Um, so, you know, like it's not just like like temptations are not just like um, unique to us. You know, and it's it's it gets a little um, discouraging, uh, like with sin, because you're like, oh, like I'm, like the only one going through this. But no, like a, a bunch of people did this, and the like God knew that we were gonna struggle, which is why He sent Jesus to die for us. You know, you want to say? Yeah, I literally want to correlate to what you're saying because um, there there's something that is so important about us going through these temptations because while we're in temptations or while we're like in these. I guess you can say like quote unquote deserts because sometimes when you're in a temptation you feel like it's never ending you're like oh my god i keep struggling with this like every single day like i wake up again i sleep i it's, it's in my mind you know it's like this, a constant thing but i think that like the beauty part of going through these processes is so you can number one you know build your fruits build your character build your faith build your trust in the lord and guess what when you grow older you're gonna have you know, people that are, that I don't want to say like look up to you, but that will come to come to you for advice, and you're gonna be like, hey, you know what? I already went through that. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. And it literally says in Hebrews two eighteen, it says, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Meaning that okay, if we are right now going through temptation, let's say, and you know we get out of it, and we're like, yeah, glory to God because you helped me through this, and then somebody else comes and goes through the same thing. You may think of it as like, it's okay, you're going to get over it. Mm-hmm. But remember when you were tempted and it felt like such a big problem? Yeah, that's how probably you're going to be looking at the little one thinking like, nah, it's okay, like, you're going to get over it. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna get over it. But to the little one, it's going to be like, bro, like I'm dying. Like I don't know what end to do. Yeah. It's <laughs> the end of the world, right? Which is why it's super important to pay attention to these temptations because, uh, again, I know and understand that it can be frustrating or um, it's very embarrassing to be raw to your own true self because that's like the whole point of you know coming before the lord being raw being transparent but once you um but once you let go and you know let god do his job then it just becomes something that is like uh with the purpose like you no longer see it as like a bad thing but also as a good thing Mm -hmm. yes and i actually want to correlate with you guys too there's a verse in james 1 3 and it says you know that when your faith is tested, you learn to be patient in suffering. If you let that patience work in you, the end result will be good. And you will be mature and complete. And this is my favorite part here. It says you will be all that God wants you to be. So it's it's literally um, like how we were saying that you being tempted, it's to form you. It's to mold you. But let's never get confused on what... Um, that if God tempts us, because God never tempts us. He, um, let me pull up the verse. He allows temptations to come into your life. It's not, it's not like, oh, actually, let me, like, let me tempt my child. No, it's never like that. Because we have a perfect example with Job, where Job, he had a lot of things thrown at him. But in this story specifically, it shows that the devil asked permission from God 
like the devil tormented Job. He he gave he gave him like so many bad things. And then there was like um it says in the Bible that there was like a meeting held and God God was just like you see how Job um still didn't like curse my name or do anything. Um, even if you tempted him and the devil asked him, he was like, oh, no, but if I but if I mess with his skin, if I mess with his body, then he will fall. And God was like, OK, fine, do what you have to do. But you see there specifically, God doesn't tempt. He allows the devil to tempt. But God does put you in deserts, like Kathy was saying, for to mold you. But in this specific verse, a verse, I mean, um, in James 113, it says, whenever you feel tempted to do something bad. You should not say, God is tempting me. Evil cannot tempt God, and God himself does not tempt anyone. It continues saying, you are tempted by the evil things you want. Your own desire leads you away and traps you. Your desire grows inside you until it results in sin. Then the sin grows bigger and bigger and finally ends in death. So this is kind of correlating to what Kat was saying in the in the um, beginning of transgression. But when you keep when you keep sinning and sinning and sinning, it becomes into iniquity because you end up liking it. And that iniquity, God does not forgive. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Iniquity. I, it's like yeah. the higher higher like yeah, he, uh, it's, the highest it's, like, it's form able, of sin. I, right? Yeah, I think it's able to be forgiven. I think the only thing that's not is blasphemy. Oh yes, the Holy Spirit. yes. Yeah. Sorry, it but, is for able to be yeah, forgiven. But iniquity but is more like um, we at some point know what we're doing and we still like to do we it. We still do it, yeah. yeah. And God is like, yeah, we're just like, like separated like mm-hmm. from God. Yeah, and then so that is it's is something we should take uh, step away from. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, um in the thirteen it says, Don't be blaming God. Why are you tempting me? God, why are you allowing this to be come come in my life? Yeah. Like why are like a lot of people tend to say or tend to ask us Christians like, oh if God loves me so much, then why do bad things happen in my life? Well, yeah. bad things happen for certain reasons. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes it's even our own fault. Yeah. Like it said in well, this most verse. Most times it's mostly our Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it said and like it said in this verse, it's like you're tempted mm-hmm. by evil things you want. Yeah. Your own desire leads you away. Actually, I have a verse that I want to um, uh, connect together with that, and it's Romans 17, sorry, Romans 7, 14 through 20. Um, and it says... Um, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. That is good. So now, it lo- so now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good thing I want, but the evil I do do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. Sorry, that verse is kind of like a tongue twister. <laughs> but you know, it also shows that, like, it's not, like, like the sin and the temptation, everything that we do doesn't come from, like, God. Like you said, it's not God who tempts. It's not God who, like, places these things. But it's us who sees these things and wants it. You know? Like, we're, like the world is as it is, and it's the law, like, the sin within us that already resides within us that wants to do it. So, yeah, I just wanted to correlate with that. You know what's crazy when I think about that verse is that I think about, like, let's look at the bigger picture. Let's see why we get into keep sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning. Obviously, at a certain point, 
when we want to stop sinning and we're like, no, God, but I'm trying, I'm trying, and I keep going back to my sin. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be your child of God. I'm trying to be, I'm so-called, like, holy, you know? Like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, but you keep going back. But why? Let's look at the bigger picture. It's because an unclean clean spirit is bothering you. And at that point, at that point, you have to be strong in prayer. And you well, you always have to be strong in prayer. But in that specific, you have, in that specific time, I mean, you have to be, um, uh, what is it called? Stable. Cemented. Yeah, cemented in the word. Also, not just in prayer, but in the word. Because if you don't read the word, you don't know how to pray, my friend. Like, that's just mm-hmm. simple as that. Because the word teaches you how to pray. But you have to be, um, n- one, praying, two, reading the word, and three, um, keeping your faith with the Lord um, and and truly, like, believing, like, a thousand, one hundred percent that the Lord will help you no matter what. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up uh, praying because... <laughs> um, because prayer is such a powerful thing and it truly 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 makes your life better mm-hmm. and and i think we can all say that it does make your life better like you like don't pray and think like oh by tomorrow by 24 hours i'm going to be done with this temptation no it takes time if you want to pray and leave it to god okay that doesn't mean let god do the whole job for you it means you too do the extra mile. You really want to get over this, over this temptation, then try your best to, mm-hmm. you know, get away from it. And, you know, it's once you try to get away from it, it's funny because, like, you may think, like, oh, I struggle with, like, I don't know, um, seeing this on social media. And then it comes up on, on your For You page. It's like, bro, like, I'm trying to get over it. Like, why does it keep mm-hmm. coming? You know, it comes back to you. But, you know, once you have, like, self-control with that thing, um, self-control for any temptation, it's very, um, it's very important to... Um, you know, keep it and hold yeah. it. And, you know, when you pray, ask the Lord for, for self-control. Ask the Lord for help. Ask the Lord for anything that you have in mind. And um, there's a verse that literally correlated with what she was saying, and, it, and it's in Mark 14, 38, and it says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I love that it says watch because it means stay vigilant. And to stay wi- vigilant means to stay woke. And, guys, I mean, if we can look at the times right now, yeah. Temptation is even harder than it was like what five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like everything before was like hidden, you know. But yeah. I feel like and now there's like, like no literally yeah. unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally so unfiltered that you just get to see it raw. You get to see it, you know, just like in plain sight. Like it's nothing that is like you know hidden anymore. And and you know I I I feel like um, it's super important to pray over these times, over the youth, over everybody like older, because. If we're not vigilant, if we're not focusing on the times that we're living in, it's going to be hard to, you know, take, go out to the world and then think like, oh, today I'm not going to be tempted. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you will, because it's it, it's out there. And the Bible says that in the last of days, the good things will become bad and the bad things will become good. And that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the verse says, watch and pray and pray as it says to ask, to be genuine and to understand what we ask for. Because if we're asking and praying the Lord, like, hey, Lord, can you please like um, move this thing out of my social media or something? something like it doesn't make sense you know like you just have to stay away willingly stay away from these things that are making you fall or you know coming before the lord and (laughs) having like a genuine genuine repentance a genuine prayer so you tell him like hey i need help and you know i also saw that it says the spirit indeed is willing and another version says that the spirit is ready Mm -hmm. so meaning like it's not just like waiting for you like bro it's like 
like pretend like it's running like mm-hmm. it's just running in place like you just say go and it starts going yeah. like the spirit is already ready to be like uh, willing to do the good but the flesh is just like the bad one you know so if we start implementing the word if we start implementing prayer into our daily lives then the spirit will do what it's going to be running it's going to be willing to like um like overpower yep. the temptation and oh sorry i was just want to mention like you said like the power of like prayer um, like the verse that Shaylee read, like God won't tempt, or like God won't test us beyond our abilities, right? But He'll always offer a way out, right? Um, so when we pray, we can't just rely on our own strength every single time to stay away from these temptations, because that's why we pray. We have to say, God, give us the strength, right? But at the same time, we also have to put in a little bit of work. Like I remember, um, I think it was Douglas Rivera who pre- preached when we went to Sacramento, and he was talking about like uh, pornography, and he was like, Oh, if you know that you struggle with it don't sleep with your phone like right there you know try to put your phone in another room or something like there are like little tiny ways out where you can and it's all that also shows that like our sin and our temptation comes from within ourselves right because you might just be like like he said like you might just not be able to control yourself and you can just put in another room but then you're just like oh no like i I could do it like i'll just leave it here and then you end up falling right and that comes from like us being like relying on our own strength and not like doing the things that we should do and the way you said with social media right Like, with the algorithm, like, anything that you stay on for, like, too long, it's like, oh, they like watching this kind of stuff. We'll just keep, like, feeding it to them on their Instagram, on their feed, right? And so that also shows that, like, it's our our flesh that is weak, but our spirit is willing, right? And it comes from ourselves. Like, we might stay on it for a little bit too long and be like, oh, but why am I getting all these things in my feed? But it's because you keep entertaining it, right? And you keep showing, like, oh, this is what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to add that a little bit. Well, you know what actually, like... Is like my favorite verse that goes with that. It's, it says right here in Matthew twenty six forty. It says, then he went back to his followers and found them sleeping. This is the time when Jesus was uh, going up in the mountains uh, to go pray, of course, right? And it says right here, he said to Peter, could you men not stay awake for me with for one hour? And stay awake. And it says here in verse 41, and stay awake and pray for strength against temptation. Your spirit wants to do what is right, but your body is weak. Right? right here, it just says it's super plain and simple, right? And I just really like the way how Jesus obviously said this because it relates to what we're saying now, right? Because, like, was it obviously laziness is a form of temptation, right? But also the fact that, like, was it, like, um, <laughs> as we mentioned, right? But also Matthew actually mentioned to me before, like, on our way to here, like, coming to the podcast, he was mentioning the fact that, um, like, he was listening to me preaching. It was Lindsay the phone, correct me if I'm wrong. Right? Yeah. And then he was, like, the power of a prayer, right? Like, was it, like, oh, we all have to start a prayer with God's will first, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it was mentioned, right? But, yeah, like, was it, I was going to mention like, that other podcast. Was, that's okay. Steal my idea. for the next part. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, how does it correlate? Pretty much, like, was it, like, it says right here, like, your spirit does, w- your spirit wants to do what is right, but your body is weak, Right? So it's just, like, plain and simple because sometimes, like, our spirit, like, was it, like, ah, like, I like come on, let me do this, let me do this one thing, let me just butch out this one verse and stuff like that. But, like, our soul, our flesh, it's, like, nah, you can literally postpone it for, like, another 30 minutes, house. Like, it's okay. You can, like, you can, you can just do this for another time, right? Like, temptations are everywhere, like, whether we like it or not, right? And if it even hit, like, you know, like, was it, like, around Jesus' time and his disciples, then... I'm for sure, I for sure know that it's coming up to us, of course. Temptations are everywhere, and that's why we always have to be, like, super strong about the fact that, like, um, not only, number one, 
like was it like what do we listen to like are our ears circumcised or our ears fixed to what lo- what God's word wants for us and mm. pretty much like was it we just have to stay vigilant and alert just as mm. as Jesus says right here could you men not stay away w- awake for me for one hour yeah it's, uh, I was gonna say especially like in this world in this time like Kathy was saying earlier um, temptations are everywhere and even in like the smallest things where it's like the world entices you in like the way that they tell you like oh if you want to be happy do this right if you if you want to actually be happy with yourself you got to do this and this and this right like you have to be um like this kind of positivity this kind of like you know and it's a little it's difficult because you're like hey like that would make me happy right but the bible never tell like jesus god never says do what you want to do do what you need to do to be happy right? It says those who are godly will find joy, right? Those, it says if you are in the Lord, like, he will give you joy. Like, in the presence of the Lord, there's plenitude of joy. Like, this, like, these are the things that it says, but um, because the world offers us this kind of false sense of, like, joy, and so uh, I wanted to read um, another verse. It's um, Romans 12, 1 through 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal, renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we see here that like the, the way we can be living sacrifice is renewing our minds, meaning that the way our mind already is is just no good. And that's why the things that like appeal to us, like when they're like, oh, like do this to be happy, like these rocks will give you joy, <laughs> you know, like all this kinds of stuff. Like, oh, if you want to find like a boyfriend or a girlfriend, just put this rock in his car and he'll fall in love with you, you know, like <laughs> this, these kinds of things. Like um, it's because people want to want to be happy and they're trying to fill that void. You know, that's why people do like card readings, palm readings, love readings, all this stuff that like ties to witchcraft because they're like, oh, like I just want to be in love. I want to be happy finally. But they don't know what true happiness is. That's why we need to have a renewal of our mind because we need to know what true happiness is. We need to know what we actually want and what the Lord wants for us and how we can actually enjoy that. You know, like a real life experience that I recently experienced, just going along of what you're saying, is that this girl, like she was my coworker uh, back then. Um, I kind of said it to like the youth class, um, but that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but she she was like talking to me, and she was like, um, like I gave her a ride home, and uh, she was telling me I'm like prone, like she's prone to seizures. And then she was telling me that ever since she's had a seizure, she's always felt like a need, like a want to find something. Yeah. Like she's, she wants to find something. She was like, Shaylee, like, I don't know if it's God. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's him talking to me. I don't know if I need to find God, but I, I want to. And I even want my daughter to come find him. Mind you, she's, uh, she's gay. She's, she's a lesbian. And she was like, I have no one to talk to about this. Because obviously her girlfriend is not even going to say, you know, like, go to, go to church, you know. And, and then um, all she has is her mom and her girlfriend's mom. And then her mom, like, when she talks to her mom, she was like, oh, but God is everywhere. You don't need to find him. He finds you. You, you can see God everywhere. But and then, like, I was just like, sometimes in our lives, these things happen it, because God wants you to find them. Like, God, I mean, find them, find him. Like, God wants you to finally choose him. And, and he's, like, at the door, like, already knocking at your door. He's already there for you. He already wants to, like, mm-hmm. fill you with his Holy Spirit, comfort you. But she was like, but Shaylee, like, 
I, I'm a sinner. Like I'm, I'm dirty. And I was like, no, that you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I was, I was like, girl, like think of church, like as a hospital. And I tell this to everyone actually, because everyone thinks that everyone in, in church is like so-called perfect, mm-hmm. but we are not. I like, I like I said, think of it as a hospital. Think of church as a hospital and people come who are the people in a hospital? The sickest people you can ever... Actually, if in church, you might find, like, the worst type of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the sickest, most wicked people here. Yeah. And it's and it's true, guys. We're all trying to better ourselves. So I, th- I told her, I was like, don't feel judged. Like, come as you are. And a lot of people think this, that a lot of people think that they have to come or be perfect in order to come to church or dress a certain way because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to go to a church because everyone's in, in a tuxedo and I don't even have a tuxedo. And it's just, it's literally not. You should come as you are. And then when you come as you are and you humble yourself to the Lord, he will clean you. And it's yeah. not that you're, don't let your sins hold you back because your sins are never going to hold you back. The Lord is going to clean you. And there's a verse in Isaiah 118. And it says, I, the Lord, am the one speaking to you. Come, let's discuss this. Even if your sins are as dark as red dye, that stain can be removed. And you will be as pure as wool that it is as white as snow. I actually want to read another verse that it mentions these two specific verses. I, I didn't find this version, but um, it's, it says, God talks to us and he teaches our, and he touches our heart. And he understands how it is to be human because he experienced it too. Sin has power. Why? The reason it is, is because we sin, why does it stain our robe? But, and and there's a, I, I, can't, I can't find the version, but the version, it mentions how there's scarlet red and there's bright red. And the crazy part about this is scarlet red is the dirtiest of red. It's like, the it's even red that looks black. And if you're stained with this type of sin, if you're stained, like it says right here, if your sin is as dark as red dye, as as dark as that scarlet red, it's it's wickedness. You have been dirty. It's unremovable. But um, the Lord says right here that come, let's discuss this. Even if your sin is as dark as that red dye, that stain can be removed and you will be as pure as wool. And there's it even continues and it mentions about the bright red on how bright red is easier. But it never says don't come if you're stained or if you have sin. It says come, let let me discuss it for you, and then you will be yeah, clean. And I think the misconception about church, which even gets to the people in church, like you said, is like the fact that we're all holy. Mm-hmm. And even people in church take that misconception and they go along with it. They're like, oh, like I'm coming to church, like I'm holy. Like, and they see one person that's like co- like new to church, and they see them like, I don't know, like. I'm just gonna say, like, based on like what somebody like might think of their looks. Let's say somebody comes in like super like high shorts, or, like crop top, like dyed red hair, you know, a bunch of piercings on their face. And they're like, oh, you know, people in church go like that, and they're just and I. There's a story that um, that it kind of kind of reminds me of, which is in John eight. It's when the Pharisees caught this woman in the act of adultery, and they were and they were like, oh, the law of Moses tells us to stone her. Like, what do we do? And Jesus, um, she and Jesus said. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her, right? Basically saying, like, whoever hasn't sinned, like, go ahead, like, throw the stone at her and kill her, right? And that's how, like, the attitude most of people in church may forget to, um, may forget to, like, have, which is, like, the basics of the gospel, which is, like, 
love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Knowing that if God would not hurt them for what they're doing, like, we probably shouldn't either. Like, we're not God. We're not the ones to judge. And um, for, like, people who are afraid to, like, come to church, like, it shows, like you said about your friend, you're like, oh, but, like, I've already sinned so much. Like, I've like there's no turning back for me now. Like, God's mercies are new every day, right? And it says that his love is uh, holds no record of, wrong, of wrongdoings, and he takes our sin and casts cast it to the depths of the sea, you know? So the fear that God might not accept us, I feel like more might be, like, a fear of, like, us, like, thinking that we're not as good as we should be. But there is, like, no stature to enter church, you know? There is no, like, there is no, like, um, how can I say? There's no, like, prerequisite to want to follow Christ except, like, a willing heart, you know? God, it says that the that God won't turn away a humble and contrite heart. So if us knowing, the first step to repentance is knowing that we're doing something wrong. And then if we repent and turn our ways, God will forgive us. No matter what, like, the temptation or sin may have been, you know, as long as we can recognize what we're doing wrong and turn away from it, then the Lord will forgive us. All right, guys. Um, so we've passed a little bit of the time, and now we're almost, well, not almost, we're past 30 minutes. So just to end off uh, this podcast here, I hope you guys learned that nobody's perfect. Not even us Christians are perfect. Not people that go to church are perfect because no one's perfect. We try to strive for perfection, but we will always fail. And it's fine that you fail because, like we said before, that God will clean you. And I just want to read this verse. It's in Exodus 3, 4. And um, sorry, it's going to be 34, 6. Okay, and then it says, Then he passed in front of Moses, calling out, The Lord, the Lord, a compassionate and merciful God, patient, always faithful, and ready to forgive. So it says here that, yeah, you might sin. And God will, he will get mad at times because it's not like um, he would get mad at that instant. But before he gets mad, he gives you chance after chance after chance after chance showing you his abundant of grace and like we said come to the lord come as you are you don't have to come in like a whole like how can i say this like a fake like appearance you don't have to pretend you're perfect you don't have you don't have to put a front that's what i'm trying to say that just comes as you are and that's literally what god wants because he wants you to come humbled and then he will clean you and be as god as um how god wants you to be all right, guys, I see you next week that we're going to start a new series. God bless you. And um, remember that we're in all major platforms, not on YouTube, though, but we will be soon. Not all right. Bye. <laughs>